welcome to the Build With Internal Podcast. We have taken the podcast today on the road to St. Louis just for this episode. Yeah, there's no reason to come here except we are set up directly beneath the arch in St. Louis. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we wanted to give the podcast um, additional flair. You know, the studio, we're still trying to get it dialed in. My Mm -hmm. kitchen table, um, it's lost. It's sparkle. So we needed to go elsewhere, get the creative juices flowing. Did you see whose podcast studio is right next to ours? Yes. (laughs) I was like, oh. That's who records here. Yeah, did you? Yeah, you walked by it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I walked out of this little conference room and I saw that there was a mic set up. I'm like, oh, somebody must do podcasts in there or something. Yeah. No. And then I, we came around the other side from the bathroom. Was like, oh, that says real AF in there. Isn't that pretty crazy? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and the funny thing with so I've I've listened to Andy Frisella since he started his podcast. Yeah. And to cue everybody in on where we're at, we're at the First Form headquarters, which is mm-hmm. Andy Frisella's company. He started it with his partner, Chris, and now his brother, Sal, who we're recording a podcast with tomorrow. Heck yeah. Uh, runs it. He's president of the company. He started a podcast called MFCEO Project, which was primarily about business and was phenomenal and started in, he started it in 2015, I think it was, because I was on the railroad when I started listening to it. Okay. And I followed Andy before that because he, I was in, you know, I'm, I've always been into cars. I just, I just like cars. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever have a ton of them, but I, I appreciate them. You have two of them so far. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in and a way. And it's gets to Um, I did have three for a while. Got That's ri- true. Got yeah. rid of one of them. Um, but always been into cars. He was, he, he had super cool car stuff on his Instagram. And then he started this podcast. I started listening to it. Really good business information helped inform how I started BuildWit to begin with, Mm -hmm. which was very, very cool. And you've talked about that before too. I've talked about that a lot. Then he took his show to more of just a talk show. And (laughs) it's called The Real AF now. And I think half of our company really enjoys it. And half of our company would absolutely (laughs) hate it. You, I think one of the first things you ever said to me about Andy Versella was, He's not for everybody. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Got no, it. no, he's not for everybody. He's a strong personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then through Andy, I started following Sal, and I've looked up to Sal for a very long time from afar. And then I met Sal when I came to St. Louis for that event a few months ago. Yeah. And then we started shooting the poop online because he loves heavy equipment. He has a skid steer. He has a farm, and mm-hmm. he just he loves what we do. Um, so we've started talking more and more online. I asked him if he wanted to come on Dirt Talk, and he said, hell yeah. Very cool. So here we are in St. Louis. <laughs> I feel like this this trip has kind of been percolating for a while, you know, just kind of like sitting there. I mean, we honestly scheduled it probably two months ago. Yeah. Maybe more, maybe more than that. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're sitting here right in the office. I've got a Lamborghini right in my view. Yeah, there is a, quite literally a Lamborghini about 20 feet from us. Yeah. Speaking of cars. Speaking of cars. They have a Lamborghini in their office. There are multiple sports racing cars yeah. between the front door and where we are right now. Yeah, they have a Porsche GT2 mm-hmm. in their lobby and then a Lamborghini Huracan. It's basically a, it's a race car. Yeah. It's I mean, not, yeah. it's not just your nice Lamborghini. It's a stripped out Lamborghini. But <clears throat> we don't have Lamborghini in our office. Not yet. Are you just going to sit there and watch for two hours or? Like you don't have to watch us. I mean, you can if you want. 
I just don't want you to feel like you have to sit there and watch us. <laughs> Matt Briscoe's with us. He's our live studio audience for today. I mean, maybe our first, he's at least the closest in proximity guest we've ever, or audience we've ever had on this podcast. That's true. There's been people at your house that like, like oh, I'm just going to go sit in the bedroom right there. I'm so glad we have an office now because that was cool for a little bit, but I am, I'm sick of it got old. sharing my house with yeah, the company. I think that's fair. Yeah. And now we all get a pretty cool office to work out of, which I like. And speaking of sharing my house at the company, I mean, Dan stayed at my house this past week and Matt stayed at my house this week. Mm-hmm. So the office really hasn't helped. But we're working on that too. We're, we're you know, working on it. We've got a lot of steps going in a lot of different directions. <clears throat> Things are good. Okay. So did you get any uh, questions today? I did. After today's call. I did. I, I did want to ask you before we get to the official submitted question, something I was thinking about from sure. the call. Yeah. So, um, maybe actually, can you give just like a one minute back background so we just have some context about what we talked about today on the call? Yeah. So today the call was, and and I hope everybody's heard it by now. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of people out. If you haven't watched the recording, watch the damn recording. Um, it was just about kind of the future of the business, and we're, you know, we've learned a lot over the past few months doing leaders, pushing creative, you know, shifting things around within our business, making sure people are in the right seat. And now is the 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 moment in time where we're kind of going to that uh, 2.0 version of leaders and and training and development and storytelling, and uh, we're going to go seek investment to make all that happen. Awesome, yeah, psyched, yeah. So something I was thinking about when this like I don't, it's not a pivot. What are we we calling it? Just like the next evolution of what we're working on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just uh, the evolution of the business as a whole. I feel like it's not, it's not a dramatic change in direction. It's not really even a pivot. It's just yeah, it's just the next version. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the evolution of where we're at. It's kind of the next step. I feel like when we got on the call today, there wasn't a lot of like hype or fanfare coming up to the call. Yeah, in the way that you know we had like quote unquote. Friday call a couple months ago. That was when we announced Build It Leaders and Build It Online, like officially. And sure. that's what we would do within our, our business. And yet I feel like today's call was maybe like the most um clear and like driven towards I don't want to say announcement, but like day for our, our company in a lot of ways. Yeah. So is is it's kind of contradictory. We we have a very good understanding of where we need to go now. Mm-hmm. And like I said on the call, this is probably the first time I always knew, I've always believed in our mission. I've always knew we would be the most influential business in the industry period. I've always known that. I just didn't know how quite yet. Mm-hmm. Now we actually have a how. For the first time, I, I actually clearly see a how. And Dan does too. And we're still working it out, but we actually see a path to victory here. Now at the other side of, of the coin, it's kind of still a half-baked idea. Yeah. And we know that. And we are trying to learn from our previous errors and are coming and came to the team today and said, hey, here's where we think we need to go. We don't have it totally figured out yet, but we need your help to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure it out, but we're going to figure it out as a team here. And I think that's why today, I, I think went well. I don't know. I mean... I'm not with the team right now. I don't know how everybody responded or 
Um, I don't know where we're at, but I, I at least internally feel a hell of a lot better about it than any other call or change, really. Are you surprised by this like direction or this amount of clarity for what like the how is for how we're going to be impactful in the industry? Are you are you surprised by what that how is? Like no. if you looked back two years ago and you're like, wow, I didn't I didn't think that the way we would, you know, really create this kind of impact was through education. Or is that sort of just like, yeah, this all makes sense now. It just it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I I didn't two years ago I didn't have this plan on how. I think that's why we've changed so much as a business because we haven't really had a how. We've just had what we think is right in the moment. We go do that and we learn from that and then we iterate. Like we've iterated as a business for three years now. There hasn't always, there hasn't ever been this master plan. I was telling my brother this the other day. I was like, dude, like you think I had this whole plan when I quit my job and 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 started BuildWit? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, and and he, he, you know, he's he's in in between, you know, thinking, ah, should I do this? Should I do that? And I need this plan or or this and that. And and then ah, oh, you know, my his ego is getting away in the way a little bit. He he has a good title, making a ton of money. He has it really good right now, but that's not where you want to be. And yeah. he thinks he's he's kind of a big deal. And I told him I was like, Tyler, I when I started the company, I moved back in with our dad and told him <laughs> I was going to go take pictures of bulldozers. That was my plan. None of this was the plan. Mm-hmm. I always knew it was going to be big. I've always had the intention of making this thing massive and always been very serious about our mission, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. But that's why our mission is not to go make the best marketing agency in the dirt world. Mm -hmm. Right? Our mission is to make the dirt world a better place. It doesn't matter how we do that. And marketing is where we started. Marketing storytelling primarily is going to be a huge component of it for as long as I see it. But at the same time, that's that's not the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. And we even told the partners in January, is the purpose of and is the mission of our business to serve our partners? To make our partners the most successful contractors ever? No, that's not our mission. Our mission is to make the dirt world a better place. Now is helping them be more successful a component of it? Yes. For sure. And that, that's also a two-way relationship too. Yeah. That's not, we're going to fix your marketing and then you're going to go fix the industry. Or you're going to do do whatever you feel like you're supposed to do. Like we're we're also getting a lot out of that setting setting aside what it costs to work with us. We're learning so much that like like you've said we don't we don't get to today without having figured out how to do all that stuff and deciding actually that's not for us or we'll do this piece but actually we're going to pivot so it works this way. You know we we had to go through all that before we know what the next right thing to do is. Exactly. And that's where I think my lack of experience is an asset because I don't have this one fixed way of doing this. Mm-hmm. I have just done what I think is best and done, you know, what we've thought is is best as an organization and then okay, the next thing comes along and that's what we do. So it's not that we're just bouncing around and getting distracted to the next best thing. We've just we're just iterating. We're yeah. learning. And like you 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 mentioned in the car today, you're like, "Man, if only we could have figured out the LMS thing before we started the whole leaders thing, because we could have done this a lot more effectively. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But the, the but the the reality is, we wouldn't have figured out that we needed to do the LMS thing without doing the leaders thing. Well, it's it's like <laughs> we it's like we saw this 
leadership training gap. And we're like, oh, we're going to fill fill that. So when we built this tool and like approached that quote unquote gap, we're like, oh, this is way bigger than we thought. Here are all these other opportunities staring us right in the face exactly. that we just we didn't even approach there to know that that was an opportunity in the first place. Exactly. But now that door's wide open. It's like, yeah, yeah we need to go take this opportunity and run with it. And but the the only way that opportunity is going to present itself is if we did, you know, it, we, we had to do leaders in the first place. We couldn't have thought our way through this. And maybe we could have. Maybe we could have been smarter. But here we are. It's it's not worth thinking yeah. about how we. Sh- what we should have done better. It's like, okay, no, here, here's where we are. Let's go keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't care. I've never cared how we go make the dirt world a better place. How we do that. I've, I've never had a, like a strong connection with any one path. It's as long as it's, you know, consistent with making the dirt world a better place, consistent yeah. with our values. I don't care what we do. And it's going to be a lot of different things to go make the dirt world a better place. Learning a learning management system, training and development, that's not the end-all be-all. Mm-hmm. If we go make the best LMS in the industry, the best training and development in the industry, is that going to go make the whole dirt world a better place? No, that's a small piece of it. And we never say, oh, we did it, guys. Exactly. Dirt world's a better place. Exactly. So it, it's fun to have, I think, kind of that next version of what BuildWit's working on that f- also feels really connected to I don't want to say the roots of BuildWit, but what we've always aimed towards. Yeah. It's just like you said, now we have a how. Exactly. Um, I also think that the way we got here um, as a company is also really representative of what I think all of us at BuildWit are tasked with, which is you have to try all these different ways before you realize what like the, the correct next course of action is. Yeah. And I think what's implied there is that um, you know, we don't talk about failure from, from a failure perspective. We, we're always talking about an iteration, about opportunity. And I feel like, you know, we we're, we are all tasked with, you know, like, for example, with the internal podcast for all these clients. It's like now it's, we've we've having a lot more interest that like wasn't there, you know, six months ago. But now I'm getting to the point where it's like, well, I can't really do all of that. That just becomes like a bandwidth issue. But I wouldn't have known that, it would have the level of success and little interest it does now if I hadn't just started doing it and we'll see if it works. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like the this kind of next phase that we're working on with an LMS, that feels like totally in line with um, what we all do at BuildWit all the time, which is pretty cool. Well, and that's why, uh, that's why it feels so good mm-hmm. is because it's so aligned with what our, our core skill sets really are. It's, it's aligned with, like, we can go develop software we can go tell stories. We can speak the industry's language. We can get access to job sites. We can connect with the industry as a whole and get our brand out there and get this product in front of a bunch of people. We can get companies signed up. We can we can already do all that. Mm-hmm. And then in thinking through like how our current leadership team plugs into this, we already have all the leadership components. We already have the leaders we need. Mm-hmm. And then looking at our team, shoot, we already have the team we need. We we already have the foundation. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about this, isn't? That's why it's not some crazy pivot or some crazy change or anything like mm-hmm. that. Because it's just, it's just pretty much doing what we're already doing, but in a much more focused manner, um, and and hopefully a, a even more impactful manner. So we're just building upon what we already have, and that's why we're getting additional resources, so we can 
uh, just have more to build upon and go out and hire the people we need because we need more people. Everybody knows that. Yeah. We're I've, And I've told everybody, we're working on it. We're working <laughs> on it. We need more people. We need more development resources. We need to tell more stories. So we need to scale up a lot of our business and that's what the capital is going to do for us. Heck yeah. And then we can get a Lamborghini just like first form. And then we can get a Lamborghini just <laughs> like first form. Uh, I've got a couple questions for you and then sure. we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, first one. This is from Benjamin. What's your morning routine? Um, morning routine is I'll I'll do it when I'm not traveling because that's a little bit more consistent. Um, I wake up at five oh eight. I don't know why. That's what like your alarm is set to. That's just what I yeah. Okay. And when my alarm goes off, I'm up. I have one alarm. I get up when the alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. So 5.08, get up. I make my bed every morning. I uh, change into gym clothes. I'll do, I'll stretch and I'll do a workout at home, which will be like pull-ups or push-ups or um, burpees or a combination, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll do, you know, kettlebell or sandbag, whatever it is at Something. home. And then I'll go run typically about four miles. I'll come home, I will get ready for the day, and then I'll cook myself some breakfast. And I typically make myself eggs, maybe steak and eggs in the morning, a shake, go get some coffee, and then get after it. Ready to roll. Love it. What's Do you have like a goal time for hitting the office, like when you're in town and you're just you know knocking out more admin-y type projects? I'm typically ready to work like, if I were to drive to the office, it'd probably be like 7.30. Okay. So I get up around 5, and then it takes me about two hours to get through um, working out, cooking, and then getting ready for the day. No wonder you go to bed at 8.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I go to bed pretty early. And on the weekends, I'll typically get up at 6. So Give yourself that extra 52 minutes, man. What a guy. If, or if I go drinking, I'll get up at 7. Yeah. <laughs> you get a little crusty. You need that <laughs> yeah. extra hour. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh, pretty consistent. And I'll um, when I'm home, I will uh, run and then I'll sit in the park for a while, just take some deep breaths, think about what I'm grateful for. At, at, down at Shelby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good park to run in. Yeah, so that's what I do. Cool, pretty straightforward. Man, I was uh, actually this event in St. Louis. I came to. Mm-hmm. I was. I got into talking to some other guy about his morning routine. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's like, you know, I do, uh, I get up and I do my daily affirmations and then I plan my day and then I read my 17 pages and then uh, I go into the sauna for eight minutes. Then I go into my ice bath and back into the sauna. Then I shower. Then I do some push-ups. I have my celery juice. I read some more. I do some more gratitude. Uh, I stretch and then I start my day. And I'm just sitting there looking okay. like, is this a joke? Is this a comedy bit or... <laughs> Are you actually serious? He was dead serious. So I'm not that insane, but I am pretty consistent. I saw a bit kind of mocking that a little bit, maybe on Instagram. And it went through all those things. You know, it's like, I I read two pages out of this one book. I read two pages out of this other book. I do five minutes of workout. Then I go get in the ice bath and do five more minutes of workout. And then I go to the company that my dad loaned me $500,000 to start. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, got it, got it, got it. Certain type. Um, Yeah, I I think that's interesting. I, I like love hearing about people's just kind of like, you know, what their like everyday carry is, 
you know, or like what's on their like bedside table. Um, so thanks for sharing that. That was I, for Benjamin. Yeah, and I, I need to work out in the morning. Yeah. Uh, first thing, the only time I don't is when I have to get up at like 2.30 to go somewhere and then I'll work out later that day, but I need to work out. And, uh, you know, I'm on my own now, so it's easy. I can just get up whenever the hell I want. But <clears throat> in my last relationship, it was, it actually, I actually figured it out. I would wake up around five, go do my workouts and then shower and get back into bed. Mm -hmm. And then life is good. You're like, ah, what a great sleep. <laughs> yeah. But the whole, but the whole sleeping in thing, it's just, it's not for me. It will never be for me. And if I don't, uh, David Goggins, he puts it, he, he frames it as wringing out the rag. If I don't wring out the rag in the morning, I, I, I just, I'm antsy all day. I don't like it. I need to do it. That kind of zeroes you out a little bit. Yeah. It's, I, I, I need to do it. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Benjamin. Next question from Daniel. With the new edition of uh, BuildWith Leaders 2.0 slash new investments, do we still plan on growing the other companies? For example, BuildWith Creative, do we plan on to continuing to grow that company or are we pausing the growth and shifting focus on these new ventures? Um, so creative is definitely going to grow, mm -hmm. especially like we've talked about from the storytelling side of things. And we already know that now. I mean, especially someone like Daniel, he already knows. <laughs> and everybody knows on the, uh, on the, on the video front, especially, holy smokes, the demand is insane. Uh, and we, we know we need to grow that whether we do 2.0 or not. Yeah. So that was going to grow anyway, and it's still going to grow. Um, so it's going to be a split between uh, taking care of, of our current partners and making sure that we, you know, this, this, we're going to change the model. There's no way we don't change the model because mm -hmm. the current model is not working um, financially. And it's just high stress for both parties yeah. a lot of times. So there, there will be changes there, but it's going to be focused on taking care of, of the current partners, however we do it. And that's still a question mark. And that's what Lori and Ben are working on right now. Uh, we're not sure how we do that yet, but we know it needs to get done. Um, still onboarding specific partners like we have been doing, and we're going to grow to accommodate bigger companies like a Carter, mm -hmm. like a Phillips and Jordan. We're meeting with bigger and bigger companies, and we need to make sure we can take care of them. Because we're probably just not completely outfitted to really serve mm -hmm. companies like that, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And then really grow the production and storytelling component. Mm -hmm. And that is not just education. So that's three, I think three categories is we have education, which is content for the LMS. And that's going to be the big initial push. But then we have um, uh, education, which is, or uh, so we have education and then we have entertainment. And that is where we can start producing documentaries and telling stories mm -hmm. purely for the sake of entertainment which I think is stupid exciting. Yeah. I mean, just imagine if we can come into a P&J and handpick the stories we tell for the sake of, of, of really honoring the industry and just entertaining the industry and not actually really consider what P&J needs. I mean, come at it from a, let's just really dig in and tell the story. And funny enough, if we do that, It'll be the best damn advertising Phillips yeah. and Jordan can get, <laughs> yeah. but not approach it from Phillips and Jordan. What do you need for recruiting? But what are your best stories? And let's just go tell those from an entertainment perspective mm -hmm. and start getting people to be, you know, watching our films and start 
eventually producing TV shows focused on our our partners and different people in the industry. Yeah. The, the the potential is 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 unlimited there. And then that last piece is the inspiration piece. How do we inspire people to think about this industry as a career? And that can be uh, adults, and that can be kids. You know, down the road, how do we produce kids shows? Mm-hmm. How do we get kids? actually thinking about this industry and then how do we get teenagers thinking about this industry and how do we get young adults thinking about this industry so it's education it is entertainment it's inspiration and i think that's going to be the biggest area of growth when it comes to creative long term is is producing all of that content and now that's not just video i mean a lot of that is like a lot of these video projects today have damn near the entire team involved in them. So it's going to take, a, it's going to be a huge undertaking to mm-hmm. actually build all that out. But that's a long explanation. Uh, and, and a lot of this is, you know, at Lori's discretion. So yeah. I'm, I'm somewhat speaking on her behalf right now, but at least that's how I have it in my head. Sure. So the answer is yes. We're still going to be growing creative as we were planning to do it. Um, but partners are going to be a little different because that needs to change. Um, we already knew that that's not new information. Yeah. We were already planning to do that anyway and change just in a way of how we do business for them. The, we can do everything for you at any time approach is, it just doesn't, it's hard. Yeah. D- doesn't make sense. So we're going to, we're going to step away from that a little bit. Um, the whole one size fits all approach doesn't really work. We're going to step away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep working with bigger companies and then we're really going to focus on producing the best and doing the best, uh, doing storytelling at a, at a world-class level. I mean, that's like the ESPN films or the Yeti films, or it can stand up to any kind of other filmmaking out there. Mm-hmm. Pumped. Um, I just got a message saying, too late for a pod question entry. I said, bring it. Wow. Though I don't have it yet. <laughs> oh. I'll give them one more minute. It'll be a live question. Give them one more minute. Yes, it's a radio show. Tell them we're on air. Live on the yeah. air. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener. First time caller. Okay. Question from Mr. Clay Thompson. Sure. As we pitch partners on the idea of filming training videos, do we know who is liable? Liable. Do we, or would we, is there any sort of liability issue if we drive like training? There's a, uh, uh, reality is there's liability in anything you do. Sure. Driving to work is quite perilous if you talk to a, a lawyer about it. Um, I'm sure there's liability, but we'll figure that out. I've never once... Uh, I don't... I, I look at what we need to do and then I figure out how do we limit our liability. Yeah. I don't look at, oh, shoot, what are all our liabilities? What are some safe stuff we can do? Yeah, and how do we <laughs> do less to limit our liability? Yeah. And And that's no shit. That's how like my father works, is he looks at what you need to do. Okay, here are all the liabilities. And then here's how to change what you need to do to actually avoid those pitfalls. And I'm just like, no, no, no. We're going to do this and we'll figure out how to limit our liability. And yeah. and the reality is you can't limit all liability. So we have some things in there. Um, it'll be like a, a hold harmless or I, I don't, yeah. we'll figure it out is, is the answer. Well, we're certainly not going to like go on Wikipedia and then just assign the topic for who's going to do the training for the video at random. And that person's going to say, I guess you do this. And then they'll check their pay- paper that they got from Wikipedia, like how to change a tire. There's, yeah, there's. We'll have some experts in there. People have a lot of experience. You know, certainly a lot of due diligence. That's there. the kind of stuff you hand to the lawyers and let them figure yep. out. But the, the, the fact of the matter is 
uh, we serve a very litigious, litigious, I think is the word. Yeah. Litigious industry. There is a lot of legal action in the construction industry. A lot. And these companies are very accustomed to contracts, lawyers, and duking it out with people. Um, how much legal action have we had as a business in the past three and a half years? Uh, none. Mm-hmm. And that's, I like to think, partially dumb luck and partially by design. Yeah. We've spent a lot of money avoiding problems like that by investing in legal resources before we need it. Um, so we're, we're buttoned up. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think that is an internal podcast. That's it, huh? That's it. It's that easy? It's that easy. Okay. Uh, we did get a follow-up from Clay. Yeah. But he says, um, an example, if Midwest Mole makes a training vi- video with us and then somebody gets hurt following those training instructions, um, does Midwest Mole come at, not that they would, but like, does a company like Midwest Mole come after us or is that just like something we deal with later? No, so that that's something like a what a hold harmless clause will... Um, We'll, we'll cover us on. Yeah, it's just so, like our intent here is good, you know, and this is... Yeah, but but there's there's clauses that helped. basically say if something bad were to happen, you you can't hold us, hold us liable mm-hmm. because we produce the content. Uh, and that's actually very common yeah. legal language. Um, I mean, just about everybody has a hold harmless on there. Uh, we, we, we sign a hold harmless with all the companies we work with in the case of any, any, any one of us getting injured on a partner job yeah, site, like if we're they don't want to be liable. Sure. Uh, so we've said, no, you're not liable. Um, in, in the event of our negligence and it, again, I get, you hand I get it to the fucking mean, yeah. lawyers and let them deal with it. That's their job. We have good lawyers who spend good money on them. That's that. Cool. Okay. Well, I think that's an internal podcast recorded here at First Form Headquarters. First Form Headquarters in St. Louis. Um, I will say, if you haven't listened to the Office Rules podcast, I would highly recommend listening to that. Because if you come into the office and break any of those rules, break any of the rules, you'll be hearing about it. Yep. I I will be. I be sure of that. I believe you on that. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, and and speaking of the Office Rules, shout out to Jessica for taking out the trash yesterday. She got the trash keys made, tested it out, took out the trash. I was like, all right, we're in business. There's a little trash key hanging up on uh, one of the little like bulletin board thing Mm -hmm. over by the kitchen. Yeah. Everybody get to use it. Yeah. So everybody's doing a great job so far. Um, So thanks. And we'll see everybody on the next episode of the internal podcast. If you have questions, as always, send them to alex at buildwit.com. I'm sure there'll be plenty more coming out of that discussion today. Um, there's always questions, I guess. We already we always have stuff to talk about. Yeah. Well, I think we're always bringing value to the team. I mean, Matt Briscoe here in the studio with us being quiet. Do you feel like you get value out of... Okay, you, that's, you, that's what I want to hear. Do you have any questions, Matt? Matt doesn't have any questions. There we go. He's fully informed. That's culture, baby. Okay. All right, we'll see everybody on the next one. Thanks, y'all.